Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Podcasting is a growth industry with demand starting to outpace supply. Should you grow your podcasting business by any means necessary or by leaving room for the right opportunities? Hello and welcome to another podcast, Pontifications, with me, Evo Terra. I never wanted to get into podcasting as a business, yet it's been my only meaningful income stream for four years now. What happened? How did this, this sounds like fun thing, become the, this sounds like it's what I'm going to do forever thing? Hmm. Well, there's a lot of winding roads there. We're not going to explore all of them today, clearly, but I do want to talk to you about this idea of taking jobs when you get started in business as podcasters versus opportunities. And the reason I bring this up is because a lot of podcasters are starting to think, gee, I've got this valuable skill. I can trade this valuable skill that someone else doesn't have so I can get their stored valuation money in return. That's the value equation right there. You do work, people give you money for it, you've you've built skills, why not? You know what you're doing, people will pay you to do various things, and you should get paid for that. How much you get paid is a different story. Clearly, when I started charging for my services, I charged a much smaller fee than I charge now. I built up time and experience, and uh, I can get a whole lot more than I used to uh, again. But this isn't about setting your price. This is really more about trying to understand working towards making money versus working towards making something better. So I mentioned the value equation, right? That is where, again, you have a valuable service to provide to people who will give you money in return for that. Well, the opposite of that is investment. The opposite of that is investment. Investment in doing something not necessarily to get paid right now, but to maybe get paid in the future. Trying to figure out when you're in business for yourself, which of those two things you want to do is critical. And it's a one of the first triage things I go through when I'm evaluating an opportunity. Am I just doing this for money or is this an investment? And, and there, there's not a right or a wrong answer here, right? There's just different ways to do it. But let's talk about the, the reality of things, right? So if you just do it for the value equation... Keep this in mind. Sometimes the wrong clients will bring in money, but eventually bad money. Like every client that I have lost and or fired, I've known from the beginning, I probably shouldn't take this job. I have yet to be surprised when a client departs. Because eventually, as I say, the wrong clients will bring you wrong 
money. And wrong for them, wrong for you, whatever the case, it'll eventually go away. Sometimes you have to do it. You've got to make ends meet. You've got to do what you've got to do. But just remember that sometimes the wrong client is eventually going to bring you what I call bad money. Now, the right clients sometimes don't have any money. Wow, what do you do there? The right client does not have any money, but that can lead to meaningful opportunities. There have been several clients I have worked with and am still working with right now that did not have the money necessary to do the thing we wanted to do together, but we found a way to get it done. And almost always, some meaningful opportunity came out of the other end of that that has given me more money, opportunity, experience, whatever else on on the backside. And keep this in mind also. Sometimes it's not a right or a wrong situation. Sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes it's an unknown client. You don't know what the opportunity looks like. You've no idea if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but you take the meeting anyhow, or at least I take the meeting anyhow, because quite often that's introduced me to some really smart people that are doing great things now, sometimes in conjunction with me. So I don't always put the things, what's going to get me paid immediately. I'm okay with looking at some investment. And I think part of that is I have a good understanding and you need to develop a good understanding uh, of the difference between these two things. You need to know what you do not want to do ever versus what you don't want to do forever. In podcasting, that makes a lot of sense to me. There are certain things inside of podcasting, business opportunities inside of podcasting that I know how to do and I never want to do them. I just do not want to do them. Look, if you call me up and you say, Eva, what's it going to cost for you to run our social media properties for our new podcast? I'm going to say no, because I don't want to do that ever. That's in contrast to things I don't want to do forever. I'm willing to take on a client that is pretty rote stuff if there's opportunity on the other end with this client. Maybe, for example, a client with an opportunity, some, look, we just want to do post-production editing. I don't really do that. We, clearly, we do post-production editing, but not as an only situation. So I wouldn't want to do that forever, but it might make sense to bring that client in, offer that service if it gives me an opportunity to do more within that client. Now, one other thing about this concept is be sure you're prepared to be very wrong about both of those things. When I got into podcasting about four years ago, one of the things I said I don't want to do ever is deal with podcast advertising. Well, I was wrong about that. I'm actually doing quite a bit with podcast advertising, and it's fun. It's engaging. I'm, I'm enjoying it once again. And there are certain things I said maybe I don't want to do forever that I'm also still doing because it's worked out as a part of the situation. So have those guardrails established up front, but again, be prepared to be wrong about both of them. I think what really allows me to do this, and hopefully something I can impart to you as you're working on building your podcast business, is that which lets me do this is I work in the quadrant of important but not urgent. If you've been through any sort of business school or you've been in business or you've been in a meeting somewhere, at some point in time when you're doing business planning, somebody whips out the two-by-two that shows that things that we do in order of urgency and importance. And they graph one across the bottom axis and one across the top axis. Urgency, 
and importance. And there's things that are very urgent and very important. There are things that are not at all urgent and not at all important. Uh, that's wasting time, obviously. But the fact, the, the quadrant I work in most, and I like to work in most, is that which is important stuff that's not terribly urgent. That affords me the opportunity to look at opportunities. I get not everybody is there. If you're struggling to make ends meet, you got to do what you got to do to pay for your rent so you don't get kicked out and keep food on the table, then you're not really in an opportunity where you can do that yet. But you can get there, ultimately. You've got to do what you've got to do, try and offload various things. Like I'm not here to be a business coach. I'm going to talk about podcasting, <laughs> podcasting businesses specifically. To try to find yourself in that important but not urgent quadrant and you'll find more time to do interesting things. See, for me, I always bet on the future. Yeah, there are immediate needs I need to meet. I have to get these things done and to pay the bills. But after that, I'm thinking about the future. So if that means I don't get paid to work on a really cool project with the opportunity to maybe do something else that I really want to do, I'm going to take that bet. Maybe you will as well. Maybe not. I'm also betting at least some of you, one of you, maybe you, will go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and sign up to support me by giving me a virtual coffee. It's really cheap and it shows your appreciation for the things I do here on the program on a daily basis. I also would appreciate it if you would tell one working podcaster about this. Maybe you know someone who is establishing a podcasting business who is trying to get you to be a part of their podcasting business, send them this episode and say, let's think about this. Let's make sure we're working in the important but not urgent quadrant as much as we possibly can to see where our business can really grow. Please send them podcast pontifications. I would appreciate it. That is it. Enjoy the rest of your day. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, 
Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.